Welcome to this edition of When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine, a discussion of sustainable living and what that means for you and me. I'm Jay Warmke. And I'm Annie Warmke. Join I almost us. forgot my name. Oh, my word. Join us here, Annie. And today we're going to talk about <laughs> celebrations or let's party like it's 1899. Okay. Do you know how they partied in 1899? <laughs> I, I think they played pin the tail on the donkey. Okay, well, I'll take your word for it. I wasn't there. so. Oh, come on. That was low. That okay, was so, really low. So when we, when we talk about celebrations, and I know celebrations mean different things to different people, but um, what, are, what are you feeling? I know we brought this up. You wanted to talk about celebrations. And um, what do you think of when you think of celebrations? Formal, informal? Well, I think celebrations are a tool. Um, to celebrate when something has gone well or you've accomplished something. Um, also for things to uh, – events with people you love. And I think they really are the glue that keep us together. But I feel like we've kind of lost our way in our culture. And so it, it's all about money or consuming or whatever. And I, I know we're going to talk more about what we do at Blue Rock Station. But one of the things that I wanted to do was just to look at what are the things that we actually do celebrate uh, in this culture. And um, I was hard put to really recognize what what that is ba- versus what it really well, before we get be. into the more formal and we start dissing everybody's uh, um, formal celebrations, but when you talk about celebrating an event or an activity, it just brought to mind to me, um, whenever we do a project at Blue Rock Station with some of the interns or whatever and it comes to the end, then we always do a ribbon cutting and uh, – A toast. A toast, yes. Sometimes uh, we have gifts. Mm-hmm. So it, it really is just a matter of acknowledging – some event, and it can just be a small little thing, um, just, I guess, I don't know. It's like the seasoning to the yeah. daily life. Well, one of the other thing that we, do, that we do religiously is that when somebody's been working on something, we'll say, oh, give us the tour. And it might be some little thing or it might be a, a big deal. And we just say, well, let's, you know, show us what you've been doing. And you're big on this. You love it. You'll say, I'm going to give you the tour. Sure. And then I can appreciate the hard work that went into it and everything. And it's acknowledging that people are making contributions. But it's more than that, too. It's saying, uh, well done. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think we say that enough in this culture. And it's also being joyous f- for a reason, you know, which it seems like we have to do other things. Maybe we don't even know what joyous means anymore. But Well, part of, for me anyway, it... Any project, any accomplishment tends to, after a very brief period of time, fade into the background noise of life. It's like, okay, I just built this thing or we just finished this thing. And for a day or two or three, every time you pass it, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was good. All right. You know, and that's like the payoff or you just stand back and go, oh, you know, job well done or, oh, my gosh, that thing's uh, crooked or, or whatever. But. But then after a few days, you don't notice it anymore. It's just part of the background noise. And maybe it's the celebrations or those payoffs or remembrances, uh, you know, when they're working of, well, I of think, your accomplishments. Yeah, and I think that might be true, like graduation or whatever. But I also think the simpl- the simplisticness of it is to say, all right, this maybe in the scheme of life doesn't make 
that much difference to most people, but it was important to me for this moment. And so let's take some time to savor, to honor, to relish in what what has just occurred, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I think we did that last week when Destiny ran her truck into my car when it was not moving. I wasn't really savoring <laughs> that, but um, I will celebrate when the hot water heater gets fixed. So I'll dance a little jig, oh. uh-huh, like it's eighteen ninety. I'm glad we can't cuss on the radio because I think you mm. learned a new couple no, of new no, cuss I've, I've, I've used them all up. Oh, so. okay, all right, all right. So, so let's get into the formal celebrations. Like we're now. Uh, I don't know when this is airing, but but when we're recording it. We're in that dismal part of the year where the sun doesn't shine and it drizzles and rains and snows occasionally, which we call the holiday season. Yeah, how about that? (laughs) Such a joyous time uh, (laughs) to look outside at the gray. Um, So so we're going all the way from really Veterans Day um, through uh, uh, the prophet's birthday, which is a big one around here, uh, Thanksgiving, St. Nicholas Day, Christmas, and so on, on to New Year's Eve. So... So really starting with uh, Halloween, I guess you would yeah, say. Yeah, Halloween, because that, that that's is when a you, pagan. But that's a pagan holiday. And that's when you put up the Christmas decorations, right? No, uh, just no, prior not to if you're pagan. So <laughs> the thing is that I would say from the end, of December, the end of October until the middle of January is what I would consider to be holiday season for many different religions and beliefs. And in this culture, we only learn at least when I was growing up, we learned about one, and that was Christian and a certain brand of Christian. Um, And then there were different things that we followed along that we would do based on our family and society, really cultural. So uh, I have no idea what people do for the prophet's birthday, which is November the 11th uh, yesterday. Um, And the only reason I know about St. Nicholas Day, which is uh, in uh, December the 5th, is on December the 5th, is because um, I I, I was very interested when uh, our daughter was young in trying to develop some different ways that she could experience different cultures. And so um, we did St. Nicholas Day and uh, put little things in the shoes at night. for a fun little thing in the morning. And then we also did Hanukkah, and we had a Hanukkah party. And I think we stopped doing that when she got old enough to say, she had to say, what did Hanukkah mean? And then she could have the present each day for the seven days. And she said, I don't, I don't want to say what Hanukkah is. I just want the gift. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, well, we're done with that. But she <laughs> she, she got it. She understood that. So She understood seven gifts. Right? Yeah, she did. Well, she didn't well, was, get seven gifts that year. Was St. Nicholas Day, I know when we lived in France, there was a day when everybody gathered downtown and some old guy in a blue outfit came out and everybody followed him around. Um, oh, that that was he was dressed up like the pope with the pointy yeah, hat yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I think that was that was definitely St. Nicholas Day. It uh, was pretty cool actually. It was and he threw Did out he candy. Did he threw candy and the kids all sort of walked along behind him. Yeah, very politely. Yes. Yeah, they, I kept thinking this No would, advertising. Yeah, we were, we were making fun in in the village that was brought to you by Coca-Cola or whatever. Yeah. So. No, it was a lot of fun and everybody was very excited about it and um Yeah, he just sort of walked in a little circle, everybody followed him through some candy and then he went back inside a building. Yeah. So, I mean, I couldn't see why it was a big deal. Because so. it's tradition and that's a good mm-hmm. point. Because when we have these experiences where we 
come to expect each year that there are certain seasons and certain celebrations or events that are going to occur. I think that that is the glue that keeps us together as a culture. And then whatever we celebrate as a family or among our friends, that that's the glue that says, you know, time has passed. Uh, like for Christmas. I mean, time has passed. A whole year has passed. And we're marking that passing by bringing everybody back together and having some time together. Well, and I think you say is the glue that holds societies together. But it's, I think, a glue that holds a family together as well. I mean, it's, That's what it's, I'm saying, Jay. Where, no, I was, I was oh, listening okay. to you. You okay. said societies. And, and uh, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, if you if you look back when you were a kid, and most people hopefully have fond memories of of some sort of holiday tradition that they did with their family, whether it's going down and looking at Lazarus uh, Christmas windows. Oh, yeah, windows we loved that and, when we were kids. Or Santa Claus in a little parade and, yeah. you know, freezing your butt off and jumping up and down, hoping to see something. Um, so, or, or I remember we used to... Um, get to open a gift Christmas Eve and then play with it and try and stay awake until we all went to midnight mass, you know, and and, uh, then, you know, have a mad rush at five in the morning trying to wake Mm -hmm. up our parents to open up the other things. The the thing that I I think about this, because we've just been having a discussion with um, some of our interns uh, back in, um, in October, that had come to visit the past interns. And everybody's big topic was Yule. What are we doing for Yule this year, which is the winter solstice on the December the 21st or 22nd, depending on um, how this how the earth rotates. And um, it's so interesting because there isn't, on the surface of it, there isn't one thing that makes it exciting. What's exciting about it is, one, that the expectation that it will be fun. So we play some games. There, um, Everybody gets a book that's wrapped up really beautifully in some uh, material with a beautiful bow. Um, they, people stay all night. We have a medieval uh, buffet that people bring uh, something to that falls within the menu instead of potato chips. And that's why we went to that, because people brought chips. And then lots of them stay overnight. And the next day, we have a big breakfast that you make with waffles. And that's the big tradition. We're going to get to have waffles. Oh, my uh, God. Medieval waffles. Medieval waffles. No, yeah, they're yeah. not medieval waffles. <laughs> and, and then we uh, talk about our goals for the year for Blue Rock Station. And they have a voice in that. And then... They decide the baby names for the goats for the year. And this is such a big deal that the old interns tell the new interns, oh, are you coming to Yule? It's so fun. And we'll stay up half the night talking and, you know, all this, uh, just talking it up really big. And so I said to Destiny, who was just getting ready to leave, and she's like, I'm going to be back for Yule. It's in 40 days. I've never had anybody count Mm -hmm. the days. And I said, don't get such, you know, so excited. She goes, no, no, no. There were five different interns that told me the same thing about how fun it was. And I said, you know, we don't drink. We're not doing anything terribly crazy. There's lots of visiting. We have a 
photo booth where everybody takes pictures with goofy hats and stuff. And it's just a lot of fun. But again, there's that expectation that it's going to be fun. And I think that's a lot of what we owe our families and our friends um, over the course of the year with different things, different events that we can create, is this anticipation that the fun is going to be that we are together. And whatever comes from that is good and nourishing for the rest of the year or the rest of the time until we're together again. And I think that's what celebrations really need to be and ought to be, um, is, is thoughtful time mm-hmm. together. I think some of uh, what's enjoyable about the Yule celebration anyway, for me and, and maybe for the interns as well, is it's, is it's maybe it's just its simplicity. You know, there there is no great amount of energy or effort required. You know, you come, you talk to people you like, you have a good meal. You have you to move around. around. You're not allowed to sit with yeah, the same person twice. Then, then yeah. you sit around and... and talk with other people you like and you get to meet some people you get to see some old friends and and that's that's just nice i think maybe some of the sadness that comes around certain holidays is people do build up unrealistic expectations you know i think um it's nice to anticipate and it's nice to go through them it's nice to have that marker but if it doesn't if you've invested so much into that and it doesn't meet those expectations i think there's a downside to that as well Well, there's a really bad downside to that. And I used to feel that way about it because my life was very hard. And um, so I made a decision that I would buy gifts for everybody else and appreciate it that way. And then I felt lots better. And um, I think it's what we make it, actually. That's very profound. No, it's not. The holidays are what we make it. It is what we make it. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. And be sure not to watch the television. Well, we'll get into the commercialization (laughs) uh, of a a lot of these holidays in just one moment. But uh, you are listening and have been listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke, reminding you it's the end of the world as we know it. And thank God. Thank God. Thank God. It's it's the end of the unsustain, uh, unsustainable world, perhaps. And and today we're talking about celebrations. Not just, and I think we all tend to think of Christmas and holiday seasons and things like that. And, you know, all of the wintertime holidays. But they come at us all year long. Well, yeah, they're so. money makers. Mm-hmm. They're big money yeah, makers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's get into the um, to the to the greening of of holidays. So so most of these holidays like our Yule celebration came about as a way for people to you know acknowledge the passing of the year, Yule being around the winter solstice, Easter being around well, it's the, the passing uh, of the sun, so the sun's going to return. It's the longest night of the year. Mm-hmm. And everybody's ancestors in every culture in the world have celebrated that in some form or fashion. So there's a realist basis to to that celebration. And it's where the old man and the baby come from, which we see that in, you know. Yeah, out with the old and with the new. Mm -hmm. And games. And there's a lot of tradition. And many of the carols that people sing are pagan carols Mm -hmm. from from solstice and not from Christmas. And it's kind of a way, I mean, like we were saying at the beginning of this this show, we were saying how it's dreary in, in most, you know, northern... European and and North American climates at this time of year. So you're kind of going, okay, I'm done with this already, and I know it's just starting, 
but it's going to get better. You know, it's the days are going to get longer. Sun will come back. Well, if so. you think about it, the pagans uh, were pretty smart because they had these kind of celebrations once a quarter. So, for example, um, in June, when the sun, it was the longest day of the year, they had the summer solstice and they would design buildings and um, and um, holy uh, shrines that would line up uh accurately so that when it was the longest day or the longest night the sun would shine completely through to a you know a mark on the ground or something like that but these were high holy days and they were wonderful celebrations and I don't want to sound like I'm an expert on any of that I'm not but they had uh, the spring equinox and the fall equinox as well and so these are four times that they came together in a year and did a lot of wonderful things Um, I think that for us, in terms of how we live at Blue Rock Station, um, you know, I, I it's partly my fault, but I love having people come and do fun things together. And so for me, like with you all for winter solstice, uh, there's a lot of preparation that starts in the summertime. And we have to decide what's going to go into the Christmas poppers and how it's all going to work. And then people come and help me make the different things and wrap the books. And so it's a whole process of um, having time together and talking about things and anticipation. We also have Thanks for Nothing season, uh, which is, I think, a celebration of being non-consumers from December the 1st until uh, sometime in March. We try to get to the end of March, but it doesn't always work. It just depends on our teaching schedules. But um, And that's a time where we uh, choose not to consume. So we don't go to the store and buy things. Uh, we have menus, and we eat from the food that's been preserved over the rest of the year. And um, Well, and let me just comment on the name because, I mean, you kind of glanced over that, the thanks for nothing. And it was, it was kind of trite. I mean, it's, it's something obviously that comes to mind. You say, hey, thanks for nothing. But it was really more of a mindset of let's really be thankful yeah, give that thanks we for don't nothing. need to mm-hmm. consume. Yeah. And, and there, is, there are holidays in, in most major religions, most major Western religions anyway, that do the same thing. You know, we have Lent, a 30-day period where you're supposed to give up something. And I know I was raised Catholic, so you had to decide, I got to give up something that sounds good, but I didn't want really <laughs> anyway, so I can give it up for 30 days. You know, I'm going to give up smoking. What? But you don't smoke. Hey, problem solved. <laughs> so, you know, you That's can... terrible. <laughs> I mean, I think there are some I mean, people you that are be, serious. You want to be religious, but you don't want to have to work at it. You okay. know? So, so you have Lent, you have... Uh, Ramadan, right, uh, with the Muslim religion. And that's a conscience consumption thing. Um, You know, don't consume during daylight hours. I think they're more serious, though. They don't eat during daylight hours. So that would be, or drink water. Yeah. The only way to get out of that is if you're ill or a little kid. So I probably would never age. (laughs) So I'll be be 10 the rest of my life. Oh, it's Ramadan. I'm 10. I'm sick of Ramadan. I need to eat. So. (laughs) All right, so um, so those are those are more, but the thanks for nothing started as a month and then it's extended is really mm-hmm. a, a, sort of a thing of saying, okay, I am going to consciously not consume. 
And and I know you we mean, thought, like buy and shop. For, well, we don't. Right. Really, after the first year, we just stopped really being shoppers. Right, and that's so. nice because behaviors like that, when you when you practice them for a period of time, and in this case, it's more than three months at a, at a go, it becomes a habit. It becomes something you incorporate to to greater or lesser extents throughout the year. Well, it's a life. vacation. It's really a vacation mm-hmm. from a lot of the culture. And but the thing I'll say is. It acts the same way as when we said, let's have Yule, or the same way when every year we had a a party for Hanukkah or the the hero, shiro party. You know, people got into the habit of it, and so then they start asking. And so, you know, our visitors, our people who come on tour, they ask us about thanks for nothing, and they want to know what are we going to do. And sometimes people want to to, in some form or fashion, do this with us. So they might decide they're not going to shave for the month of January or some little thing that is mm-hmm. in solidarity. And again, that's that glue that brings everybody together. And so this isn't around, this is the sort of anti-shop. It's not sort of, it is right. anti-shopping. It's not like saying it's Cyber Monday or Small Business Saturday or whatever. Right, and I was going to bring that up because what's happened um, and it seems like it's accelerating, is this corporatization of established holidays. We saw that first with Coca-Cola kind of co-opting the whole Santa Claus thing and, and creating Well, I think that the Catholics vision. did that when they decided to get the pagans to come over right, and I'm created gonna, the holiday to start with. I don't want to blame this on the Catholics. I'm going to blame it on, on Coca-Cola instead. Well, I think so. the Catholics were a huge entity of corporate Okay, uh, right. I'll behave, <laughs> behave but I just want to say that's the whole thing started there. Back, back. Okay, and so so we've. <laughs> I'm not going back to medieval times. I'm going back to uh, you know um, when you were partying in 1899, and uh, so you've got the Coca-Cola thing. Now we're seeing it. Well, with, let me say, let Black me say, Friday. okay, okay, no, no, but no, let no, me no. say that if you want to go to 1899, you have to look at Queen Victoria, who loved Christmas and the whole pagan right. thing, and she had a Christmas tree. And it was full of gold ornaments of household items that actually worked. So this is not anything new. This is, you know, little tiny wood stove that had little door that folded down. I mean, it was... burned on your tree. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So so now we're moving forward, jumping ahead. All right. Sorry. Instead of Queen Victoria, we're on to Victoria's Secrets and uh, Valentine's Whoa, Day. Whoa, how'd we get there? Wow. <laughs> so we have we have that, you know, the whole Valentine's Day, buy something, you know, give it to, because this becomes, or Mother's Day. You don't love me. You didn't buy yeah, me something. You gotta, and and the, the commercials that begin. So we see Valentine's Day is basically now a... Uh, Got to buy something or you're yeah. in trouble. Mother's Day, got to buy something or you're in trouble. But we, um, we've, so I know we're weird, so I'll just say that right up front. But when we had Valentine's Day, and this came out of when I was living in Athens County and uh, poor as a church mouse, but there were always scraps of paper and interesting things that could be made into Valentine's. So we just would take little paper bags and tape them on the back of the chair and that evening of Valentine's Day everybody would make a valentine for each other and then we would put them in the little bag and then look at the valentines and share them with each other and they were so ornately made and sweet it was so precious and we did this all the time that our kids were growing up and it was fun and they looked forward to it but that didn't add to the gross domestic product 
So. Well, yes, it did. We were happy. <laughs> so anyway, so now we've got. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get there. I, we've right. got the day after Thanksgiving, which has become. Oh, that's pitiful. Which has become, you know, trample your your fellow citizens to get a toaster, or a, yeah. an Xbox or something. Yeah. And and that is considered a holiday now. You know, which is weird. It's not a holiday. People are working. I know they're working at beating down the doors to Walmart. Or, or people, all those. So people we have Black Friday, then we have Cyber Monday, and now I'm getting emails. You know, beat Black Friday, beat Cyber Monday. Yeah. yeah. You know, and go camp and, out now. And of course, Christmas accounts for huge amounts of sales throughout. Uh, what I've, I've before read and after, like it's half the profits for yeah, a lot for of companies. A company, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so so how do we – okay, there is a point to me bringing this I up. I was waiting on Other that. Other than lamenting and saying, oh, my gosh, they've lost the spirit of Christmas, Charlie Brown. And so we go, all right, how – I mean, how do we how do we go against this? I know you and I have gone against this with uh, the whole thanks for nothing, sort of the, anti, the anti-Christmas. Um, but how, how would you suggest somebody – out there, part immersed in the culture, can can combat this repetitive, relentless message of a holiday means consumption. Well, first of all, if it, for myself, I I know I have a list of whom I'm going to give gifts to, and I start thinking about what that means mid year, so that I can make some things. I can find something on sale, but more than likely I would like to find it at a yard sale or uh, trade with somebody for what I'm going to do. I I also think that we have to stop watching television. I don't care when people say, oh, but the History Channel. It's like baloney. You can do <laughs> anything you want with watch anything you want online without a commercial. Television is one giant commercial telling you what you don't have and what you need in order to have a happy life. I think the other thing is we have to have some honest conversations among our family and friends to say, what could we do to develop our own traditions and stick with that? So kids love to make things. I don't care where they grow up. Um, They like to make things. So I know when we didn't have much, we made things for each other. We still do sometimes, and it's great. Because we con- still don't have much, right? Well, thanks for nothing. <laughs> but, no, we have a lot, and we have a lot of things we can draw on. Um, but also, so let's say there are certain things that you want to give as gifts. Why don't you put it out there to your friends and family? What do you have? Do you have these things? Uh, Americans have a lot of stuff. So I've been lucky to find cameras and all kinds of things that I would have liked to give as a gift and traded or actually had them given to me because the person didn't want them anymore. So I think it's about planning. And this comes, this is a constant theme in all of these podcasts is planning and saying, all right, this day is coming. This celebration is coming, whatever that is. And here's what we're going to do for it, whether it's a birthday, uh, birthdays are insane. I mean, people start when the child is one year old having birthdays that cost a thousand or two thousand or more dollars. That mm-hmm. is incredible. Where do where do you go from there? It doesn't make any sense. So what is it what is it that we could do as a family or a group of friends that would be fun, have a potluck, whatever, 
um, and create your own. Say, we're going to have rebellion here. We're going to create our own holidays, our own birthdays, and we're not going to do it the way we're being told to do it. Okay, so in 30 seconds or less, I, what I, would I, you sum up as is the, is the value of celebrations? All right, we've seen the downside. What's the value? The value is that it keeps us coming back to each other, and that is the whole heart of sustainability, is that we can then have fun and we create new memories of laughter and helping each other, and that nourishes us for the time that we're not together. That's the whole point of it. And anything that you want to add to that is baloney. Okay, well, we're celebrating that you've been listening (laughs) to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay... And Annie Warmke. Thanks for spending just a bit of time with us. And as your grandmother probably told you in holidays and throughout the year, the secret to a happy and sustainable life is... Play nice with others, clean up your own mess, and eat your vegetables, especially during holidays. Okay, well, till next time. Mother Earth will sing and her children will be You can find more information on living sustainably in our unsustainable world at BlueRockStation.com. Thank you.